0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of god may be made perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works second timothy chapter 3 verses 14 through 17. These were instructions that were given to the young Pastor Timothy by Paul the Apostle and herein lies a very interesting fact that many most likely overlook. But herein, in this, when he is given this instruction for him to read thoroughly the scriptures and that he has from a child known what the scriptures said and that that's what is needed to make him wise unto salvation, and to have the right doctrine. What we tend to forget is that when Paul said this, stating that all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness to this pastor and his congregation, there was no New Testament written. There was no Bible. When he said this, he was actually talking about the Hebrew scriptures that comprise our Old Testament. So that it truly grieves me when I hear people saying things like, oh, that's just the Old Testament that is irrelevant. It baffles me to see the way that many among the church today dismiss the Old Testament as though it is obsolete or somehow separate from the New Testament. When Paul said that the Old Testament scriptures were given for our learning, to be our example of what we ought to do and not do. And very specifically, he says that if we don't learn and heed them, that we will fall. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, it says, Now all of these things that happened unto them, were for our examples, understanding that he's speaking to the Church of Corinth of the early New Testament church. Now, there was no New Testament Bible at this time, but he is speaking about all of the things that happened to the patriarchs in the writings of the Old Testament scriptures. He said everything that happened to them was given for our example. And they were written down for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world have come. What they went through was for us to learn so that we could be equipped and able to withstand in the final day. It says, wherefore, let him that thinketh that he standeth take heed lest he fall. In other words, look back at what was written in the Old Testament scriptures, because if you do not learn from it, if you do not heed it, you will fall. You will get off of the narrow path of righteousness. The word of God is ageless. And what he said back then, is still important. Because age to age, dispensation to dispensation, God never changes. Remember that the early church moved in such great signs, wonders, faith, and power. Such as we read of in the book of Acts. Yet they had no New Testament Bible. All they had was the Old Testament writings of this great God of impossibilities, of power and of strength, who parted seas, raised the dead, defeated armies, judged the wicked, extended mercy to the humble and a testimony. That he has sent his son to make a way for them to partake of all that he was and is and is to come. That he had been killed and raised from the dead. And as an evidence and witness that his testimony was true. That he had been killed and raised from the dead as an evidence and witness that his testimony was true and that this great and powerful God of the Old Testament has made his spirit and the power of it available to you in the new so that now nothing that we read of the Old Testament patriarchs, priests, and prophets is out of reach for those who come to know and truly believe. In this same God that they did back then and more. It truly was given for our example and admonition. Because it says in the Old Testament and in the New that nothing is impossible for our God. There's nothing that he can't do. And that there will be nothing that will be impossible for those who truly believe and don't put limitations on his deity. So my friend, do not neglect the reading of the Old Testament. Or you will stray according to scripture from your faith at some point and fall away. Just like Paul warned. Because the truth is this, that you truly cannot know the God of the New Testament. If you do not know the God of the old. Because he is the same God. And he never changes. Jesus' blood atones for us. That we might be brought into the family, the priesthood, and the kingship of this great Old Testament God. He did not come to do away with the old. But to graft us into the promises of Abraham. One of the main reasons. That the modern church is so lacking in power is because that it is so lacking in faith and it is so lacking in faith because it has broken the second of the Ten Commandments by creating a limited, powerless, unholy, unrighteous God in its own image and of its own understanding that does not line up with the God of Scripture. The God of the Bible the whole Bible. But for those who take the time to seek him, to learn of him and to get to know him, the real him and believe in him, all that he is and all that he has done, that he has not changed or lost any of his power, strength, holiness, or presence, but rather has made it available to Anyone who will believe, seek, hear, and obey just as Abraham did then they will be counted as faithful and righteous just like Abraham was. If you want to have true New Testament church power like they did, then you need to put your faith in the power of the Old Testament God like they did. Read and believe. It's that simple because we are saved by grace through faith. Faith in who he really is, not who we imagine. And how does that faith come but by hearing and hearing according to scripture by the word of God. Because we read in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 that without faith it is impossible to please him. That those who come to God must really believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, seek him in prayer, seek him in praise, seek him in the word of God, New Testament and old, see him through the pages of history, see him in the prophecies that are coming. In Acts chapter 20, verse 26, we read this, wherefore I take you to record this day, Paul said that I am pure of the blood of all men. He said this right before his execution. He says, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all of the counsel of God. Again, he was saying that I can go to God with confidence, knowing that I have preached to you the truth because I have not withheld anything from you. And my friend, all that he had to preach was the Old Testament. Now I'm not throwing out the new, there is power, there is promise that's where we see the glory of the power of God manifested through us in demonstration. But it's the Old Testament where we see the inheritance that we have been given by the blood of Jesus. We have been brought into a family and we've got to be willing to shed the family that we have been part of, that corrupted blood of carnality and flesh, that family where Satan was our father. Remember, Jesus told the wicked that their father was the devil. We have been adopted, taken out of that family. We have been married to him, crafted in, brought into the family of God and the promises of Abraham. Get to know the heritage, the blessing, the joy, the promises that you have been given because of a marriage covenant. Don't try to make your husband part of your family. No, he came to redeem you, bring you into his where there are great and mighty and abundant resources. In James chapter 5, verse 16, we read this, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. That you may be healed for the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man, they avail much. Elijah was a man subject unto like passions, just as we are, but he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth for the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave their rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Do you see what the New Testament is telling you? It's reminding you of the things that happened in the old, of the miracles that a man was willing to first of all, trust in God to do what he says is right and come into right standing. We do that through faith in Jesus and every word that he came to teach us. But that once he had done that, this man was able to pray and shut up the heavens and see the miraculous done and bring faith back to an entire nation and generation. Oh, we have the ability to do that. If Christ rules and reigns and lives within us, if we will put faith in the God of the miraculous. We hear all of these great and mighty things about the God of Elijah, but we forget that's the God of Miranda, that's the God of you, that's the God of the Jew and the Gentile, the free and the bound, the rich and the poor, if they have put their faith in the Lord. Is anything too hard for a God who loved the orphan and the widow, who tended to the need of the hungry, who raised to the dead and healed the sick, parted seas and delivered nations. Because that's the God that I'm serving. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Moses, and Jacob. Not the God of somebody's vain imagination. Not a God of pride and pomp and circumstance and materialism. Not the God of the age or the gods of Egypt. I serve the one true living God because of the atoning blood of Jesus. You need to get to know the real thing because there is a counterfeit. He already is and will continue to deceive many, even more so until the day of the Lord's return approaches. Because many do not truly know who their God is, they will follow this counterfeit. God says, I am holy, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you do not know who he is, because you do not know who he has been from the beginning, from Genesis to Revelations, you're going to be deceived. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, we read this. About the Antichrist spirit in the last days. It says, And those who do wickedly against the covenant, this Antichrist, he will corrupt them with flatteries. But the people that do know their God, they will be strong and do great exploits. In other words, the things you see in the Old Testament, the miracles. The power, the majesty, those who truly know who God is and put their faith in him will walk in these same impossibilities. But those who love their sin, those who are in deception, those who like to do wickedly against the covenant, who are not faithful to their spiritual husband, because it is a marriage covenant, this antichrist, this false one. He's going to corrupt them with flatteries. He's going to tell them what they want to hear. He's going to whisper lies and promises in their ear. Materialism, securities, mammon, anything. Just put your trust in him. But this I assure you that it's not a safe place to stand. The word of God has never failed us from beginning to end. What God has spoken, he has honored it and he always will. It doesn't matter how impossible. That's part of the purpose in the testimony of Jesus to show us that no matter how impossible he will fulfill his promises if he's got to raise somebody from the dead to do it if he's got to raise us all from the dead to do it he will do it in fact in the end that's exactly what he will do he will raise up those who died in him at the second coming of Jesus there will be a mass resurrection and he will bring in new Jerusalem and he will give us a place of ruleship with him and Christ will rule the nations oh he's done the impossible through the ages little bits here and there to stir our faith to keep believing for the promises. So stop looking at the temporary. Take your focus off of this little moment in history and look at the big picture at our God's majesty. He is still the God of impossibility. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 6, it says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness, Know ye therefore that they that are of the same faith as Abraham, it is they that are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying that in thee shall all the nations of the world be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You see, there is no separation or differentiation between the Old Testament and the New. It is one coherent story, and there's a place in it for you. If you put your faith in it and ask the God of Isaac, Abraham, Jacob, and Moses, and Elijah, and Mark, and Matthew, and Paul, to send his Holy Spirit to show you. Lord, we ask that you would reveal your truth to us. We come to you in humble submission, and we believe that Jesus is the son of the living God that was sent to be the Messiah to redeem us into the family of God again to make us part of the inheritors of the promises of Abraham we believe that his blood atones for us and that he released his holy spirit to fill to teach to lead to guide and to direct us to correct us to cause us to walk in righteousness that Jesus took on our sinfulness that we might be made the righteousness of God, that we could then walk in those things that we saw through the Old Testament, that just like Elijah, we could pray those fervent, effectual prayers and they would avail much that we could see the miraculous in the land of the living, that we would be able to stand and withstand all the wiles and attacks of the devil until the day of the Lord's returning. And that as the days get darker, the fire of God would get brighter and that he would use us in these last days with power and with purpose and with anointing and with faithfulness, that he might demonstrate his love, power, and grace through us and to us and cause others to be brought in to the kingdom before the end. And we believe that he is coming again to rule and reign over the nations from New Jerusalem and that he has a place for us in that too because he is a God who keeps his covenants. Even unto a thousand generations, it doesn't matter how hard or impossible I'm not going to get locked in looking at the moment and trying to preserve a plot in the wilderness or a little place in Egypt. No, I am looking forward to that city whose maker is the Lord. I am looking forward to the return of the king of all the earth. O oh Lord, anoint your people with power. Lord, pour in them revelation and understanding that your Holy Spirit would bring the words of the Old Testament alive to them to know that you are still the God of the miraculous and that you want to move through them to stir up the faith of the faithless. So we ask you, God, today to help us to partake of the full counsel of your word and also to preach and to speak it into the earth that we might walk in full faith and full power And a fuller demonstration of your truth and your character. This message was brought to you by H.O.W.C. Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.